be right. I think I feel like we're going to be efficient. More efficient than the More other. More efficient than, than yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you boys were. I was ready to go earlier, but I didn't play. Alright, see ya. Bye. That fly's going to drive me crazy. I just want to kill it. Same. But maybe if we opened that door behind you a little bit, it would disappear. Sorry. It's kind of hot in here anyway. Put the heater on. Jad was like, if we have the heater on, you might all be more relaxed when you're talking. It's like, uh, yep. just chill. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yes. All right. So I guess we should start by introducing ourselves. So yes. I, I think so. Yeah. Just checking. Mm. So I can yeah, see yeah. the number in the, in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Nina and I've got Ree and Crystal here with me. And yeah. we, I guess, know each other through our... Partners who've been besties for a couple of decades now. Yeah, be. uni boys, right? From uni, yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, we've gradually all got to know each other. How, how long? Like you and Tom have been together a good ten, sort of years. ten years. Yeah, eleven years this year. Yeah. Mm. And what are you and Danny up to? We now? were four. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, four in December. So we've all known each other for a while. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we've got in front of us here a list of topics we are obligated to cover. <laughs> and our first topic is, uh, when did we know that we wanted kids? Oh. Well, when we bought the house five years ago, roughly five years ago, yeah. It was the night that your friend Sarah organised a everyone to come to our house and have dinner. And that morning, Tom and I had a decision to let's try and have a baby. Yeah. Wow, you can remember, like, the specific time. Mm, Because it was really awkward because I was having a coffee just because I was having a coffee and I didn't want to waste it. And Sarah was just like, why are you drinking coffee? Why are you not drinking wine? It was just this awkward Oh, that was like when you'd been yeah. like physically started trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she was just like assuming that I was pregnant already. And it was just like, no, 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 I'm just drinking my coffee. Yeah. And then because right. it, it was like awkward, it was like me and Tom felt like we had to say, oh, well, we are going to try now. Like literally, yeah, had that discussion maybe like three or four hours before everyone came over. Yeah, well, yeah. and then you're announcing it straight yeah. away. <laughs> Five years later. I think yeah. Sarah outed our actual baby way before we wanted to tell anyone as well she's very like onto those details oh wow yeah doesn't Uh, surprise me (laughs) yeah how about you and Danny um we haven't really decided to be honest we kind of Mm. both thought about it but weren't 100% sure and yeah we yeah we were willing to see what happened more than anything and if it did it did if it Mm. didn't it didn't it wasn't going to be a major Mm. yeah either way so yeah we is it a discussion that you guys had sort of Early in your relationships? We did, yeah. Mm. I think being like early to mid-30s, done long-term relationships previously where things take forever. Yeah. Those first really long-term relationships, everything takes a while before you have those conversations. And Mm. yeah, we sort of had everything up front much earlier. Um, Not because we felt we had to rush anything, but I think you just, you know what you might want and what you don't want. You don't just want to cut the bullshit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. we both liked the idea of family, but we never, yeah, weren't 100% sure. And we just said we'd see whatever happened. Okay. So, yeah, that was 
us. Yeah. Like, even now, good. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like that time when they're sleeping and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've got a baby. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Joy of forgetting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess we, um, we've, we're together since we were, we were basically teenagers. So mm. we never didn't have that conversation. Luckily, we both just. I don't know, went to the same direction. But yeah. I don't remember deciding, like, mm. this is when I knew I wanted kids. It's more driven yeah. by Judd. I always wanted to ask you about that because when we last caught up with you before COVID really hit for Daniel's birthday and it was a discussion of, like, you know, what you were going to do and... Da, 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 before we knew you were pregnant. Yeah, right. Well, we mm. would have been trying at that time. Mm. So we started trying like a year and a bit before we yeah. um, conceived. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but we were sort of, after seeing you guys go through IVF and that sort of longer process, I think I was a bit like, hmm. Oh, initially I was like, I don't want to tell people when I start trying because I don't want to have to keep having the same that conversation mm. of like where you're up to with it. Yeah. But then I think towards the end, I sort of more wanted to, like you sort of want to talk about your feelings of frustration when it's not happening as mm. well. So I think I started telling people, but maybe not you guys. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're in a different position. But yeah, it's kind of weird how people don't say anything. Same with miscarriages. It's like this meant to be taboo topic. Whereas mm. I think, look, I've, A, we didn't try. B, haven't miscarried, so I can't. Imagine what it's like. Yeah. But I think if it was us trying, I'd definitely want to have a, you know, not everyone necessarily, but a tight-knit circle of people from all angles, male and female and mum, et cetera, mm. that I'd want to know so that I did have that security blanket when shit did go wrong or didn't mm. happen because it's a lot for two people to go, to, go through alone. Like mm. Everything Absolutely. else gets shared, so why don't we... Yeah. yeah. It's weird that it doesn't get talked about. Yeah. yeah. That's why we were quite open about the IVF thing. And because I work with so many women, and young women, I just wanted to be as open as I could, so A, to educate them and to make them realise that this is a world that you just should discuss if you want to discuss. Yeah. Mm. You know? And, it, like, it is help. Like, it's so important to hear other people talk about that kind of stuff. Like, for us, it was helpful to have watched you guys go through a longer period to mm. sort of getting to where you wanted to be because yeah. we knew it wasn't mm. just... You know, yeah, it's part of it sometimes. <laughs> I don't think if we were wanting to be open to force other people to make them feel like they had to be open. It was just more or less to be like, we're doing it as well. So if you've got those feelings in your head, you can still keep it to yourself, but know that it's okay, I guess. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, like it's something that, hey, I've gone through and you're probably going to go through it or you're going to go through it. But hey, it's okay. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stigma about talking about it mm. and it shouldn't exist. Yeah, it should be silly. It's no different. Mm. Like when well. my, yeah, my sister-in-law had a miscarriage after her first child. It was all like, shh, 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 you know. But when I actually spoke to her one-on-one, she was just like, no, everyone else made it out like it should be, you know, not discussed, but I was okay about it. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. It's and it's something, until you, you tell people you're pregnant, you don't realise how many, like I've had conversations with so many people who've had miscarriages mm. but there's some like for some reason it till you're sort of almost like open it oh, yeah mm. 
just doesn't come up, which, yeah, I don't think it's particularly healthy, but it's yeah. nice to have those conversations. Yeah. With I people. told one really good friend at work who's in LA, but yeah, so she wasn't going to be here, but she'll tell her everything anyway. And I told one girl at work, it's like, if something's going to go wrong, it'll be either at home with Danny or it's going to happen at work. Mm-mm. And then I was going to LA anyway, so of mm. course you had, you had that go-to person. So yeah. yeah, so I had that sort of told, and yeah, the girl at work was just like, "Hey, could I calm it down? Like, just but if something goes wrong, I need to be able to call you if I'm sitting in the bathroom mm. and something's gone wrong. I'll need someone to come and help me or get stuff, or like, I don't know what it's even going to be like if it even happens. So yeah, yeah I've just figured it was the smartest thing to do in yeah. a way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very smart. I didn't think about that, but that is good. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we all end up having kids within yeah three yeah. weeks of each other, which <laughs> yeah. is really amazing. We Couldn't came to it in very different ways. Yeah. It's so good. It's just oh, so good. Like when oh, I can't remember. I don't know what it was. No, it was Tom's cousin, and when we found out they were doing IVF roughly about the same time we were, and we found out that they were doing um, the, um, the, the fertilised egg implant before us, mm. I was in my mind going, wow, how am I going to handle it if they get pregnant before us? Like, you know, where, like, am I going to get jealous? Am I going to be a little spiteful or am I just going to be okay? Mm. But it was actually good. Like, I was, like, processing it for a while and it made me realise that, you know, when you guys announced your pregnancy and then you guys you know announced it it was a good feeling like because I thought to myself like if something happens to me I'm not going to be spiteful it's not going to you know be like a chip on my shoulder about it or anything like that so mm-hmm. yeah like I th- it, process. Well, we're very lucky I think that we all got to the end mm. of it in, yeah and it all worked out it would have yeah. been horrible if one of them yeah didn't. we yeah. had the same nervousness so Danny's brother and wife have been trying for a long time and yep. um what are we in 21 so at the end of 2019 mm. they implanted but then something ruptured and she was yeah it was a bit of a life and death on the operating table situation mm. um and I don't think they've tried since I don't know if they can really mm. but yeah that was one of our first thoughts like oh mm. what's their reaction going to be like mm. we've just kind of got married I don't yeah. think anyone's let alone us we're quite expecting it so yeah. soon um but they've been really supportive. That's not to say they're not jealous and or whole yeah. gamut of emotions. But mm. yeah, it's it's really difficult because you don't and you don't know anyone's journey that's got mm. them to wherever they are either. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's next on our list of topics to talk about is pregnant exclamation mark. I assume that means the, our experiences of being <laughs> pregnant. Oh, or maybe getting pregnant, <laughs> finding out, finding maybe? out. I remember I, so we'd been trying for ages and we, like, you know, maybe not you guys so much, Mm. Ree, but, like, when you're trying, you just, like, we went through so many pregnancy tests for, like, every Mm. month. You're like, damn it, I'll just check again. Yeah. But were you guys tracking it, like, quite um, regularly from day one or were you just taking it easy at the start? The start, we were taking it easy. Mm. It took a while before we were sort of like, all right, we'll get serious about the timing of things and all yeah. that. And that's when it gets really unpleasant. Like, mm. Well, not really unpleasant, but it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's not as fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got that um, stressfulness to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I remember having the, 
positive pregnancy tests and just running down to Judd and showing That's him so and nice. crying. And it's a really overwhelming feeling when yeah. you see it, isn't it? You're just like, no, like, well, I don't we, know what yeah. to think now. <laughs> No that's, take backsies. But that's nice. That's a really good experience that you guys had and I guess you as well to have that surprise. I yeah. think that's good. It was different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because, um, I mean, you guys weren't, weren't We weren't trying. trying. No, we weren't trying. Um, yeah, we were on our honeymoon and then – not that we knew that at the time. And I was ridiculously tired after our hike – but we didn't think anything of it. But I was like, like wipe out tired, which I'm sure we both had anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did that and got back and, yeah, then my period didn't come and I left it a little while and then it didn't come. It's like, oh. And I just, yeah, stopped at the pharmacy on the way home from work, picked up a test and mm. read when the best time to check was and then did that whenever it was. And, yeah, it just went, I was just like, oh, shit. Um, and then, yeah, walked down the hall, not in tears, yep. and just showed Danny, it's like, what am I looking at? Because <laughs> he didn't know I bought one and was doing anything. Like, yeah, ah, we're pregnant. He's like, oh, and yeah. So we we were shocked. Yeah, the more than anything. Mm. So and then had to process everything. Yeah, like, right. That wasn't quite in the plan. Or yep. <laughs> no. Um, and I'm getting on a plane in a couple of weeks. And mm. yeah, so it was an interesting period. Then I was like, oh, it must. Maybe it's not right. So let's go and do all the blood work and triple check everything. And yep. Yeah. The guy at the doctor was just like, oh, no, no, they're like 99.9% mm. accurate. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you so, surprise yeah. Judd with it or did you literally just come running out? No, I literally just went and yep. told him straight away. Yep. I don't know. I couldn't imagine, imagine sort of just, yeah, yeah those people keeping who it have and like then like some renouncing it would be weird. Yeah. You yeah. always see that on social media where like the partner yeah, has a bag toys or an outfit or something like that and, and sort of to the dad them. and goes yeah. by the way this is yeah yeah no i'm, I'm not good at keeping that keeping in. That yeah in. it's so hard to keep it in gosh yeah. that involves a lot of planning yeah yeah yeah, that too. yeah. yeah. <laughs> i would have had this little box like in my closet for a yeah, year and a half yeah. <laughs> yeah which is debilitating in a whole different way yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah oh no well yeah not for us because did you find out so I don't know the whole process. So obviously yeah. there's the implant, et cetera. Mm. But then when you go back, are you, do you both go back in the same room or mm. do you go back yeah. on your own? So we had the – so it was November when the fertilised egg was implanted and then it wasn't until, um, yeah, January, late January, that we went back, had an ultrasound and it was so awkward because our IVF doctor, Dr. Scroy – like, I've decided I'm not going to go back to him. But he, there was this emotion of like, so it's like he found something, but then he was like, hang on. And he oh. did that. Yeah. And then it was a mm. long pause, a long pause. And so I just looked over at Tom and it felt like it was like an hour. And then he was just like, oh, well, great news. You're pregnant. There's a heartbeat. And we were like, oh. And then he's like, sorry for the delay. I just found another embryo. So it's split. But oh. there's no heartbeat. But it can happen. And that was the thing. So there was no rule like, he didn't say congratulations. It was just like, so we'll come back in a couple of days to see if there's developed a heartbeat. Because you might have twins. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we were just like. <laughs> 
Which I don't think is uncommon for IVF, is it? No, no, yeah, where it splits. Oh, my God. Imagine if you had to deal with twins. Yeah. I actually was excited. I wanted twins because I wanted it just done and dusted. My mum wanted twins. With with hindsight, though. Oh, gosh, yeah. Now now you've got a baby. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, right? Jeez. Judd always used to say it'd be awesome to have twins just so it's all done in one go. Yeah, yeah. I know. No. My friend that came over this morning has twins and, yeah, she's like, I wouldn't, obviously wouldn't change anything, mm. but God, I envy mm. uh, you right now mm. kind of thing. I know. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going back to work as well within the 12 months having twins. I feel like my like job would be very postponed, I feel like, for me. Yeah. Just, yeah. You don't get two lots of, like, yeah. time off to bond. Exactly. You've sort of got to do it with both of them at once. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I, as I said, like, I kind of envy everyone who got to have the pregnancy test and for the mother to have that moment to herself, whether it was just coming two minutes to terms or with five it. minutes, yeah. just to go, oh, I kind of envy of that. If you had taken one, it would have mm. showed up, I assume, mm. still. Yeah. And I wanted to. I wanted yeah. to take one before we went to the doctors, but I didn't want to be disappointed. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and then you're carrying a bit of a secret potentially. Like, yeah. Would you tell Tom if mm. you had done that? Yeah, yeah. I, mm. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I'm hard at keeping secrets. <laughs> like useless actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then so we all ended up having induced births mm. the other end of things, which yeah. is probably like a bit not common, I guess. I don't know how. My how sister and I were both induced. Are. Yeah, I'm actually finding out more people I talk to, they were induced. Yeah, it's yeah interesting. See, it's something yeah. like obviously we learn about it while we're pregnant, mm. but I just never heard about it oh. really before. Mm. before. Ah. I mean, so I, you came naturally when you were born? I guess so. Okay. Mm. My mum, I was two weeks late and my sister mm. was a week late and we've never lived it down. So we've been constantly <laughs> reminded. So natural birth, yeah, yeah. induction, yeah. That's yeah. all we heard about, I think, yeah. as kids. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. What would – do you want to talk about your experiences mm. of the birth? Yeah. yeah. You, what, will you Time order. First, so go ahead. <laughs> right. Um, Baby number one. 36-week maternal health nurse appointment in person, which was the first one mm. – oh, no – I had that shit lady, Shirley, oh, <laughs> for the first couple. And then, so then they were all online or on phone. So this was the first one after ages that was in person. Um, yeah, so that was all normal. But during the week, I had lost what I thought was the mucus plug. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, had he been experiencing some kind of fluid loss of some sort. It was like when you exercise heavily mm. and just everything soaks through. So I asked her sort of almost off the cuff of I was leave- as I was leaving the room, like, oh, by the way, and she's like, yeah, okay, keep talking. She had a few questions and she's like, right, I'm ringing the women's. You need to go in and just have a test. I'm like, oh. So I went home, told Danny, wasn't actually going to go in. You'll find this is a repeated issue for me. <laughs> Didn't want to go in. Um, anyway, I went in and for whatever reason, I decided just to throw a bag with some pyjamas and a spare change of clothes in the boot. And mm. I had all my work gigs. Like, I'll be sitting in a waiting room for ages and I'll mm. just work. So I went in, sat in the waiting room for a while, worked, eventually got to a doctor, explained... Um, and the nurse had faxed through whatever, so that was good. Um, he did the test, and he's like, look, I really don't think there's anything to worry about, so we'll do the test and make sure, and then we'll send you on your way. Like, cool. So I'm sitting there, about like an hour. He comes back, he's like, uh, so uh, that's amniotic fluid. You're, we've got a tear somewhere, so we're going to pop you on some antibiotics for the weekend and keep you in my... Ugh. Mm. Last thing we do is be in hospital all weekend. Mm. 
He's like, and then early next week, we'll talk to you about an induction because we don't want that tear and bacteria marrying up and causing any issues. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I went and got my bag, then was put on the ward and rang Danny and told him what was going on. He's like, oh, okay. So I thought we've got the weekend and some more to get used to this. <laughs> um, Danny came Friday night, went home. Saturday morning comes around. Oh, and at the same time, they're also giving me that. Um, what's the test you have done at 36 weeks? Uh, uh, to check the, the bacteria. The bacterial check, oh, yeah. yeah. So they put me on oh, antibiotics yeah, yeah, for that yeah. just in case. Mm. Um, anyway, so Saturday morning rolls around. Nurses do their obs and this doctor walks in. Different doctor to the day before. She's like, right, we're going to have a baby today. I'm like, excuse me? Mm, but the God. doctor said next week. She's like, yeah, but why, A, the ward's quiet. B, longer there's a tear, high risk of infection, like grows by the hour kind of thing. She's like, why, why would we waste the time mm. and risk anything like Okay, so... And who said this? The mat- this is the doctor okay, that came yeah. around in the morning on Saturday. Yeah. Um, like, well, so confronting just yeah, to have it, that yeah, knowledge all of a sudden. And, yeah, um, wow. I'm like, will we wait till my husband gets... She's like, yeah, 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 we're hours away, but that, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, okay, so like, ring mm. your husband, tell him what's happening and get him to come in. And in the meantime, we'll take you down and get you all booked into one of the labour rooms and we'll wait till he's here, basically. Like, yeah. All right, rang Danny, who's middle of painting the lounge room. <laughs> Who you could just tell by his lack of anything was just mm. like probably passed out on the floor. Yeah. But um, I said to him, like, look, finish whatever you're doing now and come to terms what I've just told you. Um, and then obviously ring Soph and see if she'll take Kevin or you guys. Or someone can take yep. Kevin. Uh, we didn't want to ring you guys because you were, this is Crystal, because yeah. you guys are obviously <laughs> yeah. on the way to something. I know, even though I was like, we'll take Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no, we, won't, we won't risk that. Um, so yeah, Danny and I had to send him a list of all the stuff we would need. I didn't take a bag of baby stuff and I hadn't even packed it yet. Mm. Um, so he was quite flustered and flapping around and got everything organised and yeah, eventually he came in and we got cracking and had the oxytocin drip put in, which didn't do anything for a while. So we were both sitting in the labour room working because none of us had a book and like you just don't know what's going to happen. So we didn't really feel like talking either, mm. if that makes sense. Um, then a few hours later, it all kicked in and we went from, I went from zero to like crouched over on the floor in pain. It just, mm. And then I have no concept of time. Um, sometimes it feels like it was really quick. Other times it feels like it took days. Mm. Yeah. The, contractions and stuff wore on and off and um yeah it was tracking pretty well but then was tracking too quickly apparently so they dialed back the oxytocin drip to slow things down danny said it was about nine o'clock i think i got induced at like two ish i think um so been going for quite a while um the tens machine i found was a bit of a waste of time in the end and i had awful pain down the back of my legs to the point where i was struggling to stand when i had a contraction Mm. And then even standing when not contracting was – I was just really uncomfortable in the legs. It was mm. quite weird. Um, so, yeah, dialed things back. They were struggling with the strap to get the right heartbeat. So I had three midwives in there. One of them was a, a student. Yep. So I was had everyone fussing over me, and I'm a very – I like my space kind of person. So mm. Danny had been given a very specific set of how to interact with me instructions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. Don't tell me I'm doing a good job. Just if I need something, be there. If I mm. want my handhold, be there. If I need, yeah, just react to me if I need it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so that was getting really annoying. Um, anyway, because the band wouldn't stay on, they ended up putting the band clip on the clip thing. on the head. Yeah. So that made it a bit easier oh. because then I didn't have anyone like. Basically, yep. every time I moved, I had yep. two people trying to hold this bloody strap in oh, place, really? which oh. meant I couldn't 
So move around lying. a lot. They yeah. told me I had to stay on the bed in different positions mm-hmm. that they directed, whereas I didn't have that free moving labour mm-hmm. that I kind of thought I might have. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think they gave me a rest for a couple of hours and then they dialed up the oxytocin again. And then there was, I, mean, I physically remember there being a shift change because I went from having a couple of people in the room just being a bit annoying to then having a shitload of people in the room to mm-hmm. then it being really quiet. Okay. And then having a new person whose name's Tracy. But she was totally different. She was just basically at the computer the whole time and I had tons of space. It was almost mm-hmm. like she wasn't in the room, which was weird after having these two very fussy midwives, mm. but then almost nice. Yep. And then, yeah, it all happened in a bit of a blur as things got worse and then there was lots of people coming in and I remember asking for an epidural and I never got one and mm. the gas is useless. and um, that gas. <laughs> yeah. The gas is useless, I think, in, from a pain perspective, but mm. good for breathing because you're mm. breathing very deeply in and out. Like hindsight's brilliant. So like the gas is useless, but use it as a tool for breathing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, biting on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just obviously pain. I was scared I was going to chat chipper tooth oh, from really? biting oh, on wow. it. It's not very soft. Though. No, no, yeah, and it's yeah. got to be the front teeth, which mm. is really bizarre. Mm. Um, yeah, pain obviously getting worse. He was all positioned correctly. Not that we knew it was a he at that time. Um, and then we got stuck and stuck mm. and stuck. And it didn't matter what I was doing, mm. he wasn't budging. Um, and then... His head wasn't going down? No, yeah, he got stuck on for ah. ages, um, which is why I was quite cone-shaped. Yep. Um, and then had someone quite senior come in from what I could gather and she sort of... And the waters weren't breaking properly. So mm-hmm. I this might all be in the wrong order, but anyway, they broke my waters properly at some mm-hmm. point. Um, and then things must have progressed, but then he got stuck because that Zoe and Emma's came back. It's weird how I remember all the main people yeah, at the yeah. end. <laughs> Zoe came back. Um, and, yeah, she said she was going to have to cut me, which just ruined the whole thing. And I can't forget that sound. And I'm completely traumatised and never going back for a second oh. child. Um, anyway, it obviously made things easier, but we mm. eventually got there. And she was, well, she or the other lady were quite good and very directive about how to utilise energy and stuff like that. So not from a hypnobirthing perspective, I don't think, but yep. kind of maybe that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she's like, right, we've got certain things we need to do and then we're going for something else if okay. that doesn't work. So this is what we're doing. And she's like, right, I'll give you a moment. From every push from now on, you do exactly as I say when I say start to when I say stop so really and she's like and I don't want you making any noise you need to like make it all physical energy to push him out and I'm like okay mm-hmm. so yeah followed her lead and yeah then obviously heard that he'd crowned which was a relief and then I oh, you don't remember their shoulders to come which are worse than mm-hmm. the head and then yeah obviously birthed him and got told somewhere it was a boy and yeah yeah put on my chest when actually all I needed and wanted was five minutes to myself mm-hmm. and he's sort of on my chest and I'm like, no disrespect, Angus, I'm just like, oh, I said I wanted this but I actually don't want this. Mm-hmm. Like it was all, yeah, it yep. was kind of weird. It, I found birth a very everyone's in perspective whereas based on what I like, I like space and, yeah, yep. it was kind of interesting and a bit oddle at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I'm used to running or cycling or whatever and then having time for me and stepping away from the situation coming down and I, you don't get that chance obviously Mm-mm. in a labour ward which I craved but couldn't have mm. um, and then had the best shower of my life eventually so, oh, so <laughs> yeah that. <laughs> um, yeah that was kind of my story it could yeah. be for me and mm. I know it's not traumatic compared to things you went through or you went through or other people went through but I found certain parts were mm. quite traumatic and um, did you tear naturally oh, a little bit apparently but okay. then they just decided that 
we needed as much space yep. as possible. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and that, like, it healed quickly, mm. but it didn't heal quickly, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, it physically heals quickly, mm. but, yeah, isn't, yeah. Does, it takes a long time. I, I feel like, yeah, mm. you don't go back to the same again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. Which meant, yeah, just means things are a bit awkward for a while and yeah. Yeah. uncomfortable and, yeah. Yeah. Or you just don't even want to go there. Kind of yeah. Thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was my, so not super long. He was born before midnight. So it was like a six or seven hour labor all up. Mm. No, that's I've missed a couple of hours there. Seven or eight hours labor. Mm. Um, How long were you pushing for? When did they make you? Um, shift change was it like not, I reckon it was only maybe for an hour or two. I don't think it was very long. Yeah. I don't think they like you to push yeah. more than two hours. Yeah. It wasn't very long. Mm. So I you did hit the max then? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My concept of time's really warped. Like, mm, I remember I you saying that before I went into labour. That yeah. you were like, time just... Yeah. Just you feel years. like you've been there for five <laughs> minutes, but hours have gone by. But then mm. you feel like you've been there for days and minutes have gone... Yeah. It's very mm. bizarre. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's not much... Yeah. No daylight. and Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's a small window, but... Yeah, yeah, it's kind right. of weird. No windows. I hated that. Yeah. We had that. windows. We looked out onto like some bins or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, one yeah, of the best yeah. view. But yeah. It was, it was sort of nice window, to have a daylight sense, mm. I guess. And I found everything I wanted I didn't want in the end. Like yeah. I asked for Stanley to put on certain mu- – like I took in a speaker deliberately. It's like, right, music will keep me happy mm. and chirpy and relaxed yeah. or whatever. And then by some point in whatever playlist we had going, I was like, just turn it off. Mm. Turn it off. Okay, right, because that song I really like and I'm not enjoying it and I don't want to ruin my song. <laughs> He's like, okay, right, just put something on that, just put something on that a you know I'm not going like, to, yeah. yeah, something I don't love because mm. I don't want to grow to hate it today mm, yeah. and yeah, just something for background noise. He's like, okay, yeah. what about this? Like, that's fine. I've never even heard this song before. Great. So, yeah, it was like that and then yep. the whole um, skin to skin, I was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't ready for that mm. physically mm. and mentally and, um, yeah, didn't want to episiotomy and had to have one and yeah just yeah mm. things I was hoping for didn't quite go to plan but he was healthy and that's all that mattered yeah, so yeah I know yeah. it's funny when you look back at it it's just like this and this happened but in the end like I'm yeah. still alive baby's here yeah you know and that's all that does matter yeah. um but yeah it is, yeah. it, it is but it isn't as well I feel like oh you have a lot of people say to you before the birth like all that matters is that you know, everyone's healthy in the mm. end. And you, like Judd says, we used to say things like, oh, I just care that you both, you know, survive it and mm, stuff. Yeah. But really, like, it can, I feel like it's good to just acknowledge that it's a shit thing to go through yeah, as it's well. Awful. And, like, yeah. yes, at the end of the day, everyone mm. lives. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You still it's have also, those... like, it can be really traumatic yeah. for people. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Mish and I have talked a bit about it because her, like, birth with Ali was pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we've chatted quite a bit and... Um, yeah, she sent me some links to different stuff about birth trauma and, like, it's your version of trauma and that's mm. the thing. Like, my version compared to yours could be on two different scales, yeah. but it's my version and mm. your version and that's relative to me. And mm. so Especially, she's like, yeah, when Chris told me his version versus Michelle's version as yeah. well. Mm. Like, he, when he told me their version, I was so scared, yeah. so scared. Yeah. Like, the things that he went through emotionally, I was worried that for Tom. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's and then hearing Michelle, you know, it's so different. I mean, yeah, yeah in their own way, different. But and you yeah. guys kind of ended up having a similarly scary, mm. ex- 
experience to theirs, I yeah. think. Did you? I think I, I text you the day after Angus arrived. I'm like, whatever you do, ask for the epidural in time. Like, it's there to take, <laughs> take it. Oh, my God. And I was so glad you said that to me. Like, you know, the, the typical pressure of, like, you know, don't have an epidural, you know. So I thought about it before I messaged you. So on mm. reflection, I'm like, right, if I've got to saw something or I've smashed my elbow or something, I'm mm. going to take a Panadol or a mm. Nurofen or, you know, I'm going to do things to physically assist my recovery. Mm. Why do people put down the use of certain pain options mm-hmm. for birth? Mm. Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why am I, why did I think that that was a smart idea? Yeah. I mean, I got through, obviously. I think like, it's oh. because they put the pressure of the negative of having an epidural on the mother and the child more than the benefits. That's what's slammed in your face mm. yeah. more yeah. than the positives of I think it. everyone I've spoken to since that has been pregnant. I'm mm. like, right, just FYI, yeah. this is an option. Mm. I highly encourage thinking about mm. it because yeah. I didn't do it soon enough and I yeah. regret it immensely. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think because it's also a stigma of like, what it, like epidurals been around since what the 1950s yeah, I think old medicine. yeah and so maybe that's and they're probably a, a lot better at doing them now so you yeah. can still feel and there's less yeah, yeah exactly yeah. So, but I feel like mm. women as as we sort of contribute to this like hero mentality around not having painkillers mm. in birth like often when you read like a opinion piece someone talking about their birth they'll be like I you know they'll mention just in passing that they did it without yeah. pain relief like mm. it's that's a something to be proud of proud of which oh. I had that viewpoint going so into it I. I was like yeah. I'm, I'm strong I'm not going to need this so mm. but the, in hindsight well I, I had an epidural and I needed it mm. <laughs> yeah yeah but then it's sort of weird that you sort of have not shame around it but like Just, mm. I found myself saying to people things like oh you know I did most of it before I had the epi and then you're like why am I saying that like why does yeah. that matter mm. yeah um yeah 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 anyway do you want to tell us about your experience, Crystal? Of course. Um, well, Scarlett was originally due the 25th of August and ended up coming on the 5th of September. So she did so not want to come out. two weeks? Yeah. So yeah. 42 weeks pregnant. She did not want to come out. And you're, you're not a big person, so you would have been just like yeah. about to talk over. We hadn't seen you because it was during lockdown. Mm, Yeah, and I didn't feel like I was getting big. You know, they said to you, like, you know, in the third trimester, that's when you really start to expand and get heavier and look bigger and stretch out. And I just felt like I stayed the same size for, like, months, I felt like, for me. Mm. And even when I think I saw you last before I saw anyone else, um, even you and Judd were like, you don't look like you've grown. And I went... I don't feel like I've grown. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, none of the midwives, all the doctors said that Scarlett was big. You know, they just, you know, took everything as A-OK. My fluids were good. Mm. And, yeah, heart rate was good. But, yeah, so after appointments over the phone, constantly over the phone and no one wanting to, you know, take the time to see me in person, Mm. Um, and missing an appointment, which I didn't know I had an appointment. So I think it was 41, no, coming up to 41 weeks pregnant and went to the Royal Women's. And they were like, why didn't you come in on this date? And I went, no one told me I had to come in on this date. And 
realizing that Royal Women's was transitioning to a new computer system and so all their appointments were screwed up. Yeah, how frustrating. Yeah, like sitting in a waiting room and you could hear all the staff getting stressed about the new system and constantly complaining and I was just like, oh, God, okay, I won't have a bitch then, you know, about how screwed up they were. But anyway, so, yeah, came and saw a doctor and he was like, we're going to induce you. And I was like, oh, okay, no worries. He's like, yep, it's not good. You're um, in your 40s, a woman your age, you know, shouldn't be, you know, longer than 40 weeks pregnant. I was like, oh, okay, no worries. And then did all the tests and saw a midwife that same night. And she's just like, oh, don't listen to him. Doctors say it all the time. You're fine. Like, you don't have to be induced this quickly. If you want to wait, you can wait. But I was like, look, you know, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. Let's just go ahead with it. And in the end, yeah, I went in for another test, but they couldn't fit me in. And I think Ree was in. Um, Angus had been born. And I went oh, back Oh, that's right. You forth. were in the hospital. Yeah, we, we kept trying to see each other. <laughs> I think two days in a row I kept trying to see you, but I wasn't allowed in one ward or um you weren't allowed up we yeah you're feeding we could go down yeah angus wasn't allowed to leave yeah and, and i was in waiting rooms for so long and it was just scheduled we saw tom yeah yeah <laughs> i know i was so jealous that i was like oh and um but yeah so long story but ended up so went in got sent back home then went in the next day and they were like oh, okay, we've got a room, so may as well stay overnight. I'm like, okay, sweet, thank you. And, and so this the plan was supposed was, to be getting induced yeah. after that? So slept the night. Then in the morning at 8 o'clock, they induced me. Um, and then they said, you know, it takes six hours for it to take effect. So if nothing's happening. Did you have the oxytocin as well? Yep. Yeah. They were saying that. Um, then we'll do it again, give you another dose. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, no worries. Nothing happened. No one checked in on me. Like, no one was asking how I was feeling. And I was just sitting there for ages on the Did phone Did they have Tom. the, like, CTG thing on you? Nope. No. You're just, just sitting there. <laughs> I was just sitting in my room, bouncing on a ball, looking out my window. Thank gosh I had a window. Um, yeah, and just reading, entertaining myself, and ended up being about three o'clock in the afternoon when Tom came to see me and planning on staying and I still wasn't feeling anything and he got really angry that nothing had been I I hadn't been checked up on Mm. um and then yeah I was just bouncing and bouncing I was like oh and a new couple came into my room and I was just like oh let's go on the ward yeah oh yeah so I did you start with the prostaglandin, like not with the oxytocin? Yeah, so it's going to yeah. be like a longer yep. process. Yeah, oh, okay. and then went for a walk, got a hot chocolate while Tom had dinner, and then I was just like, oh, I just feel like I just need to fart. I just, <laughs> that's what I just feel like. And I didn't want to go to the bathroom in my room with the other couple there because I just felt like I'd be constantly farting while trying to go to the toilet. <laughs> So I walked out of my ward, used like the general toilet there for all the dads and then came back and I was just like, oh, I just want to fart. And 
realized that I think it was about six o'clock that I was not feeling great. And then, like you said, bam, it hit me. And I was just like on my bouncy ball going, yeah, I don't think I feel great anymore. Did you and get nauseous? I got really nauseous. Only at the end. Ah. Yeah, at the very, very end after Scarlet was born. Oh, because I was having anti-nausea. Yeah. I forgot all this. Yeah. I remember you were telling me that. And so I was <gasps> prepared. And that's why I didn't want to eat. Yeah, because um, I didn't eat Yeah, when I had breakfast. Yeah, no, I had the hot chocolate. That was the last thing I had. And that was, yeah, so that was about five o'clock. Yeah, but, yeah, because we went for a walk and then. I was just get bouncing and bouncing and bouncing <laughs> on that damn ball. Um, and then, yeah, uh, midwife came in. I wish I remembered my lady's names. I had a really great ones on the ward. But when I got taken to um, the birthing room, um, you, you know the energy that some people can just give you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all um, – so they wheeled me down to – like my room because I couldn't walk um, and there was like one of those be careful don't slip signs just outside the door and the maternal nurse was like to the other lady at the desk is like oh can Crystal go in da 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 and the woman's like yeah I already told you and I was just like you're nasty and I ended up finding well and that woman ended up being my oh, my no. midwife for the night <laughs> and I was like already I was just like the end so she was completely opposite. You know you, how you had your – you wanted the space and everyone was – she wouldn't – nothing. got nothing. She just sat on the computer the entire time. Was her name Tracy? I don't know. Oh. I can't remember. But, yeah. So was laying there, contraction, contraction, contraction. So we were – and I don't know. I can't remember with you guys, but it was – there was no real consistent break. It was like contraction, contraction, contraction. Mm. Then it was a small <laughs> break – then it was contraction, 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 contraction. So my breaks were like 30 to 40 seconds. Okay. And then it was Did like... Did you a, count them? I never counted yeah, them. Yeah, I got Tom to count them at the start. Uh, I just figured that was their job. Yeah. And then it. when we... Yeah, then a couple of times the maternal nurse was just like, you're not getting any breaks in between your contractions. Like, so started doing the whole... Because I did the hypnobirthing classes. Didn't acknowledge it at all. The whole time I was going through contractions. It wasn't it helpful? No, nah, yeah. flew out the window. At one point I tried to focus, um, but no, nah, didn't. Yeah. It was just disappeared for me. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately I felt like I needed more guidance with the contractions and I wasn't getting that from her. Mm. And Tom, I don't think, was like prepared or had the voice to be like, hey, what are we doing? What should we be doing? You know, there was no one to say, maybe you should get up and go for a little stand or bounce on a ball, not even like, going to the toilet. Mm. So it was six hours that she said to me later, she's like, oh, you haven't gone to the toilet. Let's get up and go to the toilet. Like <sighs> that whole time. You and so my gone. legs were like I just jelly. They told us in that birthing class that, we all did that you should go to the toilet like regularly. I just, yeah. that's the one thing I remember oh, to do. No. But I was making sure I was super hydrated. Yeah. So I was peeing constantly anyway. Yeah. Then, no. Like, Can I go to the toilet? Yeah, sure. No worries. Oh. Let's just unclip you. I was drinking so much coconut water and I just hadn't had the urge to go to the oh. toilet until she said it. And then I was just oh, there and it was just time. huge. Like, and then she's like, oh, 
well, we don't want this to happen again, so let's put a catheter up here. Uh, like, uh, oh, okay. So and, that this, and you've already got so many wires coming off you if you exactly, have and that meant there. that obviously, if I did want to stand, I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk around from <gasps> That's then on. Horrible. I asked to have a shower. Like I said to her, I was like, "Oh, can I have a shower?" She just didn't answer me. Like it was just like what I was saying was no response from yeah or mm-hmm. assistance. Um, yeah, and then she disappeared for a while, and I said to Tom, I was like, like, when do I start pushing? Like, when's the time? Like, I don't know. Like, does my body tell me? Do they tell me? Mm. Yeah, so, like I said, we ro- so we rocked up in that room between 6 and 7, and then it was the next morning. I remember it was 8 o'clock in the morning, and a new shift rocked up. Thank God. So she disappeared. New women and the so woman who had a whole night of really tiring. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I, my, I don't know what you were supposed to do. I don't know what you guys did where you like grabbed your partner's hand or you grabbed something. I, so Tom was standing on my right hand side and I just had a fist and I was just constantly pushing his hip like this. So I wasn't squeezing, I was just constantly. During the contraction when you were pushing? Or yeah, or during both? the contractions. So I was constantly just, every time it happened, I was just. Pushing I think I was grabbing the bread, the bed frame. Yeah, or no, trying to strangle the gas tube. I yeah, think. <laughs> yeah, and same thing. The gas, absolutely useless. Like, didn't get anything from it. Biting it. I remember her telling me, she's like, "You know, you're not having contractions. So stop, stop sucking it in." I was, just, I was like, "I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to you." So I constantly had it in my mouth and was biting it as well. So. No real relief from that, but I think in my head I was just like, no, this is helping, so just just keep it going, keep going. Um, but, yeah, when the new um, yeah group came in, it was the same woman that wheeled me down, so I was really happy about that and gave me the guidance and she's like, look, you know, you're only four centimetres dilated like, and you're exhausted. Mm. Would you consider an epidural? I was like, yep, yep. I'm tired. Give it to me. She's like, okay, cool. And Tom was just like, in, and I didn't know till later, but in his mind, he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want you to have an epidural this early. But when he found out that I was only like four centimeters dilated, he's just like, oh, okay, yeah. Like we've already been through an entire night, and you're only four centimeters. Okay, so went through the epidural. They upped the gas which I wish, oh, it was great. <laughs> Loved it. I was so, so happy. So the gas can be helpful. Yeah. You <laughs> and I got the crap gas. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I realised that after. I was like, why? So um, sat me up and had two students as well there and then the head midwife and then, you know, the lady to come, the doctor to come and give me the epidural. And she obviously has to go through all her questions, da 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 da. And apparently Tom was just like, "Shut the," and just give her. But procedure is procedure. Um, They had to wait a while because with my contractions being so, like one after another, another another. They had to, a very small window of actually putting in the epidural. No, oh, because you have to be really still, don't you? Yeah, and relax. So um, not knowing, you know, how long 
each contraction was going to last for. They were just like it was just this waiting game and I remember just sitting there for ages and then all of a sudden, boom, it was done. Didn't, I, don't, I don't remember feeling pain but I just felt like uncomfortable, I think. That was my, I think with everything else, oh, what was funny was I had the TENS machine on and just before they were going to put the epidural in, Tom dropped the TENS machine so it hit the control to high and all of a sudden <laughs> my body just went and Tom's like what's going on I'm like something and he's like oh shit I dropped the machine and so one of the nurses was like turn it off get it off her and I was just like oh Jesus Christ can you imagine that happened if I actually was getting the needle put in Jesus oh anyway so yeah I peak um was put in um, loved the gas, made me really lightheaded. Uh, I don't remember this, but apparently I went to Tom. I was like, Tom, do you, did you know me when I used to smoke bongs? He's like, no. And I went, well, this feels like I've just had a bucket bong and it's great. And, he, <laughs> and the student nurse just started laughing her head off and I was just like, what? <laughs> so everything was great. Slept for four hours. Wow. Yeah. So during that time, I got to relax. And is your body still doing Going contractions? contractions just don't, didn't feel it. Yeah. Um, and you would have really needed that yeah, sleep. Yeah. So point. I was able to dilate properly. So I was nine centimeters during that big jump yeah. to nine centimeters. And I guess they can let you sleep because you're not fully mm. dilated. So they don't actually want you pushing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So then, yeah, went through all that. Um, had then the pushing started when I was 10. Feels like a big blur, but yeah, went through that. Then they were, Scarlett wouldn't turn around. So she kept being face up instead of face down. Then they were like, all right, we're going to have to bring a doctor in and assist. And I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> so she was yeah really straightforward with me to said look this is what we're going to be doing do you have any questions and I went no just let me know each step before you do it you know just so I'm mentally there even though physically I'm not there um so because they obviously reduce some of the epidural so that you can still feel each contraction but it's not painful you just know when to push. Mm. So every time there was a contraction, um, you know, she took her hands out. But when there wasn't a contraction, she had to put it. She had to keep on going inside and turning scarlet because mm. she wouldn't stay in right place. Way. Yeah. Mm. So after a few times of her, you know, trying to twist scarlet around, she's just like, "No, nah, this isn't working." She just doesn't want to behave. So we're going to go clamps. So, um, yeah, so in the end, clamps. What's – so the um, the forceps, sorry, forceps. forceps. Okay. Um, oh, so you had a forcep delivery. Yeah. Thank, yeah, thank God for the epi, right, because, mm. oh, to feel that. And Tom said, like, you know all those zombie movies we watch? And I was like, yeah, and it's like, that's what it reminds me of because you guys had the stirrups, right, mm -hmm. like where your feet are mm. up. So my feet were up. Um, she almost pulled me off the bed, the doctor. With the pulling. <laughs> with all the pulling. Yeah. So I remember 
like sliding down the bed, even though my feet were in the stirrups. <laughs> Tom said the doctor went from a standing position to all of a sudden her feet were up on the bed and her bum was on the ground and she was just yanking. And he was just like, I was horrified by that. I thought Scarlett <laughs> was going to lose an eye. How does she not? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. How did she not, yeah, have more misshapedness? But, yeah, I it's guess amazing, they know what they're isn't doing. It? And because ours was similar and we didn't have forces. We had the suction yeah. thing. Oh, that's right. And the doctor was like, like, I just have this really clear memory. One of the only, like, super clear memories of yeah. the birth of this, like, she was like Russian or something. She yeah. had a great accent. She was just oh, like pulling Russian. as hard as she could. Yeah. But like how does it not wreck their necks yeah. and stuff, the I babies? Know. It's amazing. I just, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't see that part because I kept my eyes closed, not because I didn't want to see it, but I just – it was my way of focusing. Mm. I had to keep my eyes closed. Um, and then obviously once Scarlett's head was out, they were like, hey – open your eyes, have a look. And so I saw her head and then I just laid back down. The rest of the pushing happened. Um, and then, yeah, they put her on my chest. I was like completely exhausted just laying there, hearing her scream, which was great, and happy to hear her scream for her health reasons. Um, and then Tom cut the umbilical cord. That was great. Felt like that took forever though, because I was just like, hurry up. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, my placenta had broken up into pieces. Oh, mine too. Yeah, so they, I couldn't push it out. Oh. So they were like, oh, we have to go and have surgery and remove it. And oh. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, started throwing, that's when I started throwing up. Mm. So they quickly took Scarlet off my chest because I was throwing up. And my blood pressure dropped um, and they were just fussing around. Don't really remember too much of the conversation or really any of it. And after they got Scarlett to latch, instantly they were like taking her off me. And we're like, we have to go to surgery. And I was just like, oh, okay. And they're like, yep, you've lost too much blood. Your blood pressure's dropped and we can't remove your placenta. So off we go. So literally I felt like it was three, four seconds of Scarlet was on me, like mm. chest, breastfeeding, and then off. Left everything with Tom and off I went. And I had to do a COVID test as well. Yeah. They made what me do a weird it. time to yeah. make you do a COVID test. I know, because I was going to a surgery <laughs> and my temperature was high. Right. I yeah. wonder why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which in the end was a blessing because we got our own room. But oh, also we have the results of the test. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but then in the end was a curse because I feel like I didn't get the as much attention after Scarlett was born. As, they're probably trying to minimise. Yeah, you know. and the fact that it took so long for them to dress up, dress down. Like if one of them, I remember one of them forgot something, and she's like, "Oh, fuck's sake!" And then had to leave, get dressed up again, just to come mm. back. And I could feel that it was such a frustration. Like one nurse was just like can I just throw them into your room? And I was just like, yeah, just because I wanted fresh blankets. And she just threw them at the door. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I could, you just feel the tension. I was just like, yeah, just do it. But um, yeah, poor Tom, four and a half hours later. Oh, I can't imagine that. No communication. So were you oh, like awake during the surgery and stuff, just with your epi or did they yeah, put you under? So you know? yeah, I was awake, which was creepy because I 
had my hand because I was so cold and I found out later that's like a side effect of having an epidural. You get the shakes, mm. you feel cold and I was shaking nonstop and I asked for a blanket and they said, no, because you've got a temperature, we can't give you a blanket. So I kept my hands on my belly just to keep warm, but I could feel, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I could feel that part. Yeah. That creeped me out. Um, but I guess I just eventually fell asleep and then I woke up in the recovery room and I asked the nurse, I was like, oh, what's the time? And she told me, and I was like, four hours later. And I was like, oh, my God. I said, I need to leave. I need to go, like, to my partner and to my baby. Like, it's been so long, mm. you know. So did Scarlett have a name yet? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Yeah, she did. And so then they took me to my room, um, and I was expecting Tom and Scarlett to be in the room. They had literally left him in a room. You know where they measure and weigh the baby, the communal rooms um, oh, yeah, after? On the ward, yeah. yeah, Tom was just sitting in there by himself with all the luggage, no help. Okay, no one came and checked really on him. Common for yeah, partner. it was just done like that. And it's so weird that they don't go, all right, we're just going to put you in wherever we're going to put you mm. on the ward eventually so yeah. that you can get all the stuff settled in yeah, and the baby exactly, settled right? in. So, yeah, and then eventually filled in and got the whole scarlet properly. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful in the end. I mean, it was beautiful through a whole thing, but just to, yeah, be able to hold her. <laughs> I did not yeah. find it beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nice. Yeah. 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 I just good. wanted to, yeah. And Tom was so good. Like, every time she cried, he just was just like, I'm going to take her out of the room so you can sleep, not realising that she needed to be fed all that time and yeah. I was like no 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 like she needs to be fed like give her back <laughs> and yeah. then you can go for a walk but yeah nice to have like you were all there just mm. working it out yeah first little bit. yeah but definitely had my regrets so my regrets were always and I think I said this to you was stand up for as long as you mm -hmm. could like don't lay down because in the end I had such a bad experience with that bruised coccyx that it made oh, yeah. it really hard to walk around for so long. Mm. So, yeah, my biggest advice to anyone, walk around or bounce well, on that ball. that's natural to let the baby drop. Yeah. It's to be vertical, not mm. horizontal. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember being really, like, impatient. You two had your babies and I was like, oh, I'm ready. Mm. Like, I'm ready for this <laughs> to happen now. So I was kind of excited when we were, like, yeah. when they were like, all right, we're going to induce you, like, a week early. Mm. 39. Um, 39 yep. weeks because mm. she wasn't growing very well. Um, and we had been told to call, call at like 5 a.m. on the morning and then so I called up and they were like, oh, no, we're still busy with the overnight births. We'll call you back later in the day. Mm. Go have some sleep. Like that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think it was like 10 and I just, I'd been like, all right, it might be all day I've got to like, eat something even though heaps of people have told me not to eat and for some reason I was like I'll have eggs on toast what's the worst thing ever to eat and then Good vomit up later for, yeah yeah to survive that long anyway yeah. so they called right after I'd had a big breakfast and we went in and um I think my waters were broken at like 11 so it was mm -hmm. all really quick I just remember as soon as they broke my waters I just started like bawling because it was just so I was like shit it's like it's happening it was really overwhelming and the nurses all thought I was crying because I'd said to them, like, after you break my waters, can we just see if it happens naturally and mm. it doesn't need the oxytocin? And they'd pretty much 
straight away put the oxytocin on, which I didn't care about at all, but yeah. they thought that's why I was crying. So it was, uh. and it was kind of weird. And then the whole birth, like I just, I was so internally focused. Like I don't, the memories like you guys have about your midwives and all of that, I can't even, like, I just wasn't even aware of them mm. being okay. there. I have no idea what Judd did the whole time. Like, I just had my eyes closed the whole time. Mm. I just kept getting stuck in different positions. Like, I'd be on my knees against the bed and, like, it really wasn't comfortable, but I didn't feel like I had enough time between contractions to, like, mm. reposition yeah. myself. Okay. Um, and I don't know. It's just it was way more painful than I had expected. Mm. Like, yeah. you sort of you think you know and are mentally prepared, but... It's mm. just horrible. Yeah. Um, Did you, like, were you, like, re and had, like, the music playing? and? I think, so I had sort of plans, mm. like, you know, I'd gotten bits of advice from you guys, like, standing, and I'd bought, we had bought music in, and, um, like, I'd done, you know, we'd done that um, birthing class. So I had all these ideas about things that might be helpful and I'd ha you know, had my little like, sucky snacks and all that kind of stuff. But I was just so like, not aware of my surroundings and so internally focused on the, that stuff that I, I don't know if there was music playing or not. Mm, yeah. um, and then, um, yeah, gosh, it's already sort of hard to mm. think about how it, the, like the sequence of events that happened. But basically Kira was like her heart rate kept plummeting. So they were just kept fiddling with stuff like how I was and yes. how much oxytocin to try and like get her better. Mm. Um, and in the end I had an epi as well. That was horrible. Trying to stay still for that is just mm. the worst. And yeah. I think he put mine in while I was having a contraction because they oh like I wasn't having breaks between contractions at that point and they must have just been like she's just screaming it. the house down let's just do it yeah but oh that the trying to stay still for that was like the hardest thing I've ever done I think mm. um and then it's just a whole different like it's just night and day the before mm. the epidural after the epidural I went from just like not even being aware of who was in the room or what was happening or just trying to like manage where my body was positioned yep. to like in the stirrups having small talk with the midwife. I just remember asking her like, <laughs> oh, are you cute. from New Zealand or something? Oh, really? like, she had a Kiwi accent and we were just talking about, like it was so surreal after that. Yep. Um, mm. And then it was, well, they gave us an hour just to, for Kira to recover because she'd gotten really, like her stats weren't good or whatever. So they gave us something to stop the contractions and just left. So I'd okay. had no pain because we'd mm -hmm. had the epi. Mm. Um, and the room was all quiet and dark. It was very surreal. Mm. And they came back in and were like, all right, well, she's got to be born in the next like half hour or something. So yeah, you just we got to go got for that it. Yeah. As well. yeah. yeah. Which I guess it's sort of probably sort of helpful to, to be like, all right, this is you're near the end, just yeah. go for it. Yep. Um, and then we got there and then it's still quite painful at the end, even with an epidural. So I cannot imagine like mm. yeah. what that last yeah. 15 minutes is like without it. It was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I remember Danny saying, must have been in the birthing class, like when, like when we get tired and like oh, I've had enough, I just want to go. Like he hit mm. this tipping point, mm. which for the females obviously shit, but apparently it's more of the like oh you're kind of rounding home like the third base to home run mm. status. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, 
oh, right, it's going to happen. Excited. Really he was yeah, excited. Was, yeah. But then like, oh, you're dying over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, I'll try and be calm. Yeah. But that did not, like I didn't recall that whatsoever. No. I'm just like, had enough. Mm. I just want to go. I remember mm. saying that I wanted to go home to bed because oh. I was tired. I wanted to have a sleep. Yeah. 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 Obviously, it's physically impossible. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's, like I wish the midwives were better at being like, all right, you are close now when you're at that point. Mm. Yeah, but like, I guess. Maybe they don't know, mm. I guess. Yeah, it must be a sign that, right, yeah, we're heading towards the end, but five minutes, mm. five hours. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess they yep. don't want to say too much in yeah. case it's a very long time. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, it's not a fun experience, mm. but you get through it. And then yeah. like you, Ray, I like they put her on me afterwards and I was just like, I just, like I'm relieved that it's over. I Just mm-hmm. leave me alone for a minute, please. And I yeah. remember being very like... Um, like, because I'd read all that stuff about baby-led attachment, like, immediately after the birth and things, and I just, I, like, remember, like, not really knowing what to do with that. And I was like, isn't someone going to, like, help me get, get her latch? Exactly mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she was just, like, screaming on my chest, which is good because she was well, but I was also like, I just don't know what to do. She's screaming, like, I physically can't really move at the moment. Mm. And I, we were cold, like, we didn't have blankets. And yeah. We just had a sheet or something. I don't mm. know. And then I was just exhausted and we went because it was probably like close to midnight or something by then and we went up to the ward and, yeah, then Dad went home and... Mm. Yeah, that's amazing as well. Like, I think about how lucky I was to have Tom and you, Danny. Danny. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I found like that those first, like, two days... Actually, just the first 24 hours with her in the hospital, I found really, like, it traumatised me that I didn't get over it for weeks, really. Mm. Like, I couldn't even think about the birth in that 24 hours for ages without just, like, completely losing it, Mm. which made it really hard because you, like, have to tell so many people once you've had a baby. And I was like, I can't even talk about it without just bursting into tears. So it was really, Mm. like... I just remember Judd, like, the next day telling it, calling our parents to tell them because we hadn't told them yet because he'd had to leave. So, like, yeah. we hadn't had time together to call them. And I just was like, I can't talk to them. I'm just – I can't keep it together. Mm. So I was just, like, trying to eat and bawling and he was on the phone to, like, my parents and yeah. his mum and stuff. So. And I think as as the mums that have gone through this, like, I just don't think it's our – it's the last thing in our mind – it's yeah. to, like, communicate with the outside the out. yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Just, like, like, trying to work out what the hell to do with this little yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. you know, trying to – and I, I, I'm curious for you guys, how was your recovery while you were still in hospital? Like, like did you feel okay? Did you – or you guys – Physically, just a mentally. Lot of, physically, probably. Like, yeah, which could have affected you guys mentally. I could walk, obviously. Yeah. I hadn't had the epidural, so mm. – um, yeah, my turning point all started in that shower. Mm-hmm. I will not shut off about that shower. <laughs> um, just, yeah, just like just mm. getting rid of, like it's traumatic and it's a hard physical process. So just sort of washing that away and then feeling clean because you're obviously covered in yeah. every type of body part. Of, yep. You know, it's, mm. it's gross. Mm. Um, yeah, so shower was really good, which really, I think, reset me, which was good. And then was offered a chair down. And I was like, hell no, like. Classic, mm-hmm. stubborn me. Um, yeah, we walked down to the ward um, and then got all set up. And that was sort of maybe 4 a.m. or 2, 4 a.m., somewhere around there. Okay. Um, I was all right, though. Mm. 
Like yeah. I remember yeah. sort of the first time getting up out of the bed and was a bit nervous, but mm-hmm. stood like it was tender, mm. but was able to go to the bathroom really fine. Um, could move around quite well. Good. Um, yeah, and I just tried to be quite active. Like yep. I've always been active recovery anyway for everything, so mm. just tried to do that. And yeah, I was physically yeah. quite fine, and then yeah. felt that. Yeah, I just shrunk really quickly as well. So yeah, you did, um, which was very surprising. Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember. I, I think I said that to you. Like I didn't have. Yeah, any we caught up. Yeah, like, it was yeah. before I'd had. Yeah, um, right. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, like it, I didn't understand until I remember seeing Kate Middleton on the steps oh, yeah. with the first one. With <laughs> you still, will keep on going on about Kate. No, I with her, that. with her bump. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. Like I didn't realize that you still had a belly mm-hmm. after the like naively back in the day. I thought you just kind of shrunk mm. back in. Mm. Yeah. So I had a belly for twenty four hours, mm. and then I literally disappeared and I was like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I recovered really, really well. Yeah. And we were sort of walking within a couple of days. Once I got home, mm. we made sure we went for a walk the next day and was trying to walk around the ward a fair bit as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, no, I was okay. Mentally, yeah. it was a bit different. I, mm-hmm. I had a bit of a roller coaster mentally. But mm. Gosh, um, yeah. yeah, no, I healed yeah. up much faster than I expected yeah. in everything. Because you were well as well. Because I heard from Tom, who Judd, told him that you were you walked to your ward as well didn't you um no or I was down in a wheelchair but because I had the air pier like yeah. I wasn't totally oh, I was right. really I felt like a like a baby giraffe like you yeah. know when you see them on <laughs> yeah. their legs yeah. um so like I wasn't stable like I yeah. had, had a sit down shower mm. the laid the midwife to me afterwards was like oh maybe we'll just skip the shower for you we'll just give you a bit of a wipe and go up because I was like I hadn't sort of fully recovered enough to walk and I was like no we're, we're getting in the shower yeah oh, but yes yeah, so I was a bit wobbly but I think very lucky with the physical side of things because I was very like tender obviously afterwards mm. in the hospital but I didn't have like too much going on yep. really yeah that's good um all healed pretty mm. well I think I guess yeah 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 whereas yours was a bit harder mm. it seems like mm. yeah I wasn't able to get out of bed by myself until the last day I was there and I was there for two nights yeah wow. yeah so that was frustrating because they did, they, did you have a catheter in that whole time or? no no they took that out after the surgery um but it was just the fact that I think because you know like I was laying down for so long Everything was tender. And you know how you had those, like, arm supports to help lift you? Like, when you're in bed, like, there's little um, hanging, mm. like, assistant like guide thing. I assume things. they were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I literally had to rely on that every yeah. time. I wanted just to sit up. Because I guess your labour was so long yeah. as well. Like, you must have just completely yeah. wrecked all your muscles. Yeah, and, and the physio had said to me that I had to – constantly lay on my side which um I struggled with and I didn't get any proper assistance when it came to um feeding Scarlet until the last day so I had obviously you know different ladies coming in helping me put Scarlet on but because she was always fighting it it wasn't until um yeah the morning I was leaving that um, a nurse came in. She's like, oh, she was a forceps baby. Okay, so she's probably got a really sore head. 
and everyone is grabbing her head and forcing her onto your breasts. Mm-hmm. Makes so, so much sense. Yeah, so she's like, how about we just lay on your side, which I'd been doing anyway, and feed her that way. Mm. And it was the first time that Scarlett actually latched properly and stayed on more than a couple of minutes. Yeah. You know, oh, because, thing. yeah, like nothing was touching her head and, you know, she was just relaxed, mm. um, you know, found her own way onto my breast. So, yeah, and every time they gave me pain medication, um, they were like, yep, we'll come back and we'll help you go um, to the shower when the pain medication kicks in. And I'm like, great. And I kept waiting and waiting and no no one would come. How frustrating. Yeah, and so, like, by the time someone would come back, the pain medication's worn off and I would try and stand. And a couple of times, like, you know, you know when, like, the colour just drops from your skin? Mm -hmm. Like, that would happen. And they were like, hmm. We're going to put you back to bed. So it was so long as well until I got to have a shower. Aww. And I was so desperate because I was stinking. And like I said to one woman, I was like, can I just change my sheets? And that's when she ended up like throwing the blankets and the sheets, you know, In into the, the room goodness. so that we could just, you know, change the bed. Yeah. Because I was just so gross. Oh, then my alarm's going off. Oh, poor Judd. I just realised my alarm's going off to feed Scarlet. Oh. <laughs> Um, how did you guys find those first couple of weeks? Because just the feeding alone is, it's pr- like mm. the schedule of feeding is pretty mm. brutal. Yeah, bit of a blur. Mm-hmm. Like you're up, what do they feed? Three hourly? Is mm. it? I think Three it's hourly. Yeah. yeah. So by the time you've got them up, calmed them enough to feed them, and then got them down, then you're pumping for the good part of an hour. Well, mm. by the time you're doing everything, you've got to clean it all. So you're only getting, mm. what, an hour ish nap? Yeah. In between. So, yeah, mm. it's pretty brutal. Mm. Yeah. I struggled with the pumping because of laying down on the side. So I didn't pump oh, yeah. until I think day four when I was home. So I was just feeding her and then still using syringes to um, collect milk because I just found that I couldn't hold the pump like onto my breast and on relax still. Yeah, yeah, I just, I couldn't get it done. And I was really annoyed because my so-called prominent breast wouldn't actually give me any milk. So I was only like, yeah, getting anything out of my left breast. So yeah, yeah, but same deal. It's just a big blur, right? Yeah. yeah. Like so I felt fine, but mm. yeah, it's pretty hazy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And you? Yeah, similar, I guess. I'm mm. just, it is that's the haziest time of all mm. of it looking back now I think yep. I yeah. feel like it was pro- like I feel like the babies keep leveling up what they you know what they expect of you and at the time it feels like really mm. um challenging to only have those little periods of sleep but really the babies were quite easy in those mm. first couple oh, of gosh, weeks because yeah. they just sleep when they're not feeding yeah absolutely um, yeah like I think like you said, there was that routine of like waking up, feeding, changing the diaper. Or for us, it was like waking up, change the diaper, feeding, and then changing the diaper again, all in one go. Yeah. Because, you know, all that poo and stuff. So And trying to keep them awake because mm, they'd yeah. often get yes. so like, right, I'll change them to wake them up. It's still sleepy. I'll take off their jumpsuit. Surely they're freeze. Like, yep, you're cold. You're rich. You're rude, But that keeping you awake, mm. like it's really bizarre. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And it is kind of – and then you've got to go from this point where – in the hospital, they kind of show you those things, like they get you undressing the baby to 
feed them so they stay awake and stuff yeah. like that. And at some point you've got to like, they don't need that anymore. But you, it took you, me a while to realise like I've got to now forge all these new stuff that I've got to work out that she's not just going to want to be like cold while she's feeding, put back to bed, like yeah. all that stuff forever. So yeah. it's sort of start working all these little extra bits out. Yeah. I remember asking a friend, I was like, Do you, did you like keep undressing your baby to um, feed him? She was like, oh, no, like you mm. stopped that after like a week when they, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. Um, but you just know, they don't tell you in the hospital, like you'll do this for a while and then you can stop doing this. Mm. Yeah, the um, post support, I mean, it's not necessarily the responsibility of the hospital, like I don't know whose responsibility it is, but... Mm. Once she gets at home, you're like mm. thrown in the deep end with mm. no support from anybody. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I know COVID's probably a little bit different this year, last year, but mm. yes. Yeah, still. If imagine if like what did our parents do when there was no Google? Oh yeah. no, no, no! But think about it, like because I looked at um, Tom's mum's um, baby book. Yep. Like as in like you know our green book. They've, theirs is like a piece of like paper, but it's page after page. Yep, I've got mine. Yeah, and they've got so many more visits than us. Yeah, like with the maternal child health nurse, ten times as yeah, much yeah. assistance. And you know, the babies were kept on a different ward while Mum was in hospital for like a good at least they a stayed week. Stayed in hospital. Yeah. 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 So I feel like they had a lot more assistance. Probably had more hands on. Yeah. yeah maybe. And yeah. probably more common from their like the grandmother to live in for a while as well, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I just think that there they had a lot more check-ins and, yeah, stayed in hospital for a lot longer. And mum's got to rest because baby was kept in a different room until it was till feeding time and then baby was built back into the room. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Like, yeah, that's it's just different now. Yeah. You're like, can I, can I stay here another yeah. day? I don't feel ready <laughs> yeah. to do this by oh, myself. No. Yeah. I wanted to get out. I was so keen to get out. Yeah. Oh, I was in two minds. It's sort of nice having the, like, reassurance that if something goes wrong, there's mm. people around that know yeah. what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah, then you get to that point, like, oh, I just need my own pillow. And yeah. 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 Oh, Not yes. to have someone take my blood pressure every two hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And... So one thing that I've, I think, got a greater appreciation of now is, like, m- my own parents because you just realise how, like, it's mm. hard work this yeah. first few yeah, months. absolutely, right? Have yeah. you guys sort of, um, yeah, changed the way you view, I guess your mum's in particular, but both your parents, really? Yeah, like, I... Before I got pregnant, I started to appreciate my mum more because as much as, like, you know, I love her, I was still a daddy's little girl, you know. And when I saw, um, you know, my brother have his kids and watch my mum be a grandmother, I kind of was just like, you know, what she went through as a mum to what we're going through is so different like when I asked her about her childbirth, she couldn't tell me because she had cesareans for all of us. When I said to her, what kind of cravings did you have? She's just, you know, told me, you know, one time she really wanted pizza and she was pregnant with her second child, but she couldn't get up in the middle of the night to go get pizza because she had a daughter sleeping and there was no one there because dad always worked away to mm-hmm. go get her pizza, where for me I could just order Uber Eats, you know, or I had Tom there like go cut me up some watermelon you know and 
after the childbirth, you know, it was just her, like, because dad was always away working. Yeah. Gosh, imagine just yeah. at home literally by yourself mm. from day one. That Absolutely. Be, you know, and her mother living two hours away, so it wasn't like she was, you know, there all the time. Mm. But, I mean, she told me when she was pregnant with me, they had just finished building their house and was moving in. And I think she said it was like a month before I was born. She had a wardrobe strapped to her back and she was carrying it into the house because she had to move house by herself. <laughs> my dad wasn't there to help move furniture. She's mm. like, yep, I just grabbed some rope, tied it around my shoulders, had the wardrobe and I was carrying it into the house. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know. And she's like, yep. And the day that you came, I was panicking because your dad wasn't there and my sister wasn't there and... Her husband had to drive me and I knew he had a bad rep for driving, so I chain-smoked just before you were born. And I was like, what? She's like, yep, I was standing on a coffee table, chain-smoking. Just chain-smoking because I was stressed. And I'm Why just was like, she standing on the coffee table? I don't know. I actually never asked her about that part. But yeah, <laughs> she was standing on a coffee table, chain-smoking away. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No just worries. Like different times. Yeah, such different times, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I definitely have a lot more respect for her. And, you know, sometimes she'll, you know, give me advice that I'm just like, yes, okay, like I get it, but different times for me as well. Like, yeah. you know, we don't do these to babies now, mum. Like we've learned. Yeah, know. that's the, the changes in mm. how you do stuff. So it's a little bit mm. awkward with the grandparents. Yeah. Isn't it? What about like um, have you sort of spent time reflecting on the ways your parents parented you that are good things that you want to bring into your parenting with Angus and Scarlett? Um, it seems like Dad was pretty involved a lot of the time, which is good. So obviously Danny's pretty involved, so it's nice. That it's mm. not just one way. Mm. Um, not that was ever the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I think? I don't really know. Mm. I guess a different way of thinking about it is like, so I, I sort of feel like we're really a product of our parents, our personalities and things, and the, the experiences they gave us when we were younger. Mm. Are there, um, how would you like Angus and Scarlett to turn out as people? Like, what, what do you want them to be like? Yeah. Um, and perhaps are there ways mm. that you want them to be different to you? I guess I just oh. want to give them, well, not them, him. I don't know, as much as many different experiences as possible. So he's really well rounded. Um, I guess yeah. the big difference is like between my parents and us as parents is income. Mm. Um, like we've got a much greater disposable income we can work with to then enable Angus and us as this young family to have different experiences. Like the first time I got on a plane was fourteen or sixteen or something. Mm. Um just we yeah, we didn't have the income to do that as a family. Whereas yeah. so you if we do more travel. could travel mm. tomorrow, yeah. we could afford to do it and we could take mm. Angus anywhere in the world that we wanted to. So I think, yeah, exposing him to different cultures and places mm. and stuff, I'm really keen to do from the get-go. Mm. Um, but other than that, I think we've been brought up relatively okay. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think just the things I probably wished we could have done as a kid um, I'd like to be able to give him those experiences. I mean, values-wise, he'll, like, I think, yeah, my sister and I turned out okay, so yeah, yeah. give him all those good values and stuff. 
But um, yeah, and just I mean, he's got a he's got a grandmother, two grandmothers alive, and he's got a great grandmother. So I hope he can spend as much time as possible with my grandmother, um, because you know she's nearly ninety. She's not going to be here mm. forever. So she's in the unique position of having two great grandkids. Yeah, that's so cool. Hopefully, um, she lives sort of me. Yeah, she's at seven k's from us, so not far. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like for them to be able to have as much time together as possible. You know, he may not remember it, but we will. So, I think that'd yep. be really cool um, that he's got that multi generation. Mm. Um, and the only other thing I'd like to somehow do is give Angus the ability to have some kind of grandfather figure because he doesn't have one. Because mm. um, yeah, both our dads are not here. So, just trying to work out. I don't mm. know what that is. I don't mm. know how we do that, but it's. I'm quite mm. conscious that he doesn't have that senior male figurehead in his life, so I'd like to somehow work out how we give that to him mm. because I think I loved hanging out with my pop. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to work out how, how we can do, do that. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it will take some time to think about, but... Yeah. Oh, you've, yeah. Got, a, you've got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. time, but that's... Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the one thing that, like, I loved hanging out with yeah, my pop, so yeah. I'd like to try and somehow give Angus that opportunity. Yeah. Um, somehow. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's cute. I like that idea. I remember that in primary school they used to let us, well, not let us, but we would go to a um, old people's home. Okay, yeah. And spend time with them and, you know, like hear stories and yeah. stuff like that. I wonder if they still allow that, especially with COVID and when COVID eventually, Results. you know. Yeah, yeah they imagine can. They would. Mm. See, that's an option. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really thought it through. Mm. Yeah. I used to do... It, probably not appropriate but um there's um some charities have like a um old people's homes sign up people from the old person's home that are like socially isolated so judd and i used to visit separate like old people that we were like their designated friends that we're supposed to have a relationship with that kind of program is sort of a nice way to Mm, like have a um like the whole idea is that you're building a relationship with this mm-hmm. person and they're someone who, for some reason, like they might not have much family or something like that, is yeah. sort of really wanting that friendship with a younger person. Yeah. So those kind of things can be a nice way to yeah. maybe not have necessarily exactly what you're thinking of, but like at least some sort of contact with someone of that generation. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Definitely. I think one thing I have like would like to have be different as well is with um, Kira versus um, me is that, like, I, I really want her to know my parents and Judd's mum well. Like, yeah. I didn't really know my grandparents that well. And now I'm the middle person. I'm like, no, I really want you to all love each yeah. other because yeah. I all love you all so much. That yep. Family just seems so much more important, mm. doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ugh. I think for me, I've thought about this a lot. And I think as someone who was not encouraged um, the importance of education due to my my personality as well of being someone who's not, who, who was never like focused on studies. Mm. And as I, you know, was in my mid-twenties, realised how important it was to have an education and to have at least a drive um, you know, for something, whether it was for two years or a year, just to have some sort of, you know, focus on something. I 
would want to help encourage my child, I think, to... Um, like, say they have a, a, a vision or they, you know, have an interest in something, I want to support that more. I think with my family, they would kind of dismiss something. Like, if I said I was interested in this, be like, yeah, yeah, okay, and just, like, forget about it and not think that I could have actually really enjoyed it and done something with it. Mm. I think in their mind, it was like, oh, this is just a phase, you know, they'll get over it and not want to do anything with it. And, yeah, I think I want to be as as encouraging as I can as a parent to, mm. yeah, nurture them and let them experience something, whether it's for a week, a year, whatever, and, you know, let them make the decision to continue or not. Mm. Yeah, but not stop them from trying something. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something I'm grateful to my parents for. They were very in hindsight as an adult looking back quite mm. supportive of yeah. my whims like and I remember I did like tap dancing for three weeks and they went and bought me the shoes and all that stuff and I was like no I'm not doing this again <laughs> I had a fight with the other the girl I was doing it with or something yeah we did you know went, like that stuff must be sort of frustrating to watch as a parent when mm. they have when your kid wants to go in all these different directions yeah. and you're trying to be supportive but practical mm. and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I said that to Tom as well, like when we were walking Scarlet one day and I was just like, um, based on our wages, and I was just like, you know, it's something that I, you know, go, if my kid plays sports, you know, and they need a good pair of shoes, I'm not going to want to turn around and go, no, you can't have a good quality pair of shoes due to the fact that it was beneficial for your health because I think, you know, if you had the wrong kind of sneakers and you're playing tennis... It could be a long-term, you know, cause of injury to the physical body. And Tom was just like, no way. Like, you know, I remember playing basketball and I asked my parents for, like, the latest version of Nikes or whatever he asked for, or Reeboks. And they were like, no, you'll get what you're given. You don't need this. And he's like, and look at me, I turned out all right. And I was like, mm. So this is, like, something mm. that we are going to be you can very... be negotiating Yeah, around. a lot because... Yeah. You know, there's and some there's things that I think value you in not not sort of spoiling well, a child yeah. in terms of material. Like things, I'm not going to go buy. Not that I would ever buy Gucci, but like I wouldn't go put a little outfit on Scarlett as a Gucci, you know, couture outfit. Like yeah. I just think that's pointless. But I feel like there's certain things that you should spend money on. Yeah, for long term. You know, and I used to see Mum buy Ethan her first grandson like expensive um, football shoes. And I'd be like, oh, my God, he's growing out of them so quickly. Why would you do this? But I realise now how important it is to have the right equipment for their benefit, you know, versus not having, yeah, something that could cause them injury later on. Yeah, certain things are definitely more of a necessity, Mm. I think. Yeah. But others are, yeah, like the latest Reeboks, just because you want to be cool Mm. versus... I'm undertaking physical activity and if I don't have the right shoe structure around it, I could bunk mm-hmm. my ankle every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So I think I'll win that argument. <laughs> <laughs> you got a while to work on it because yeah, yeah, how long yeah, do yeah. they play sports? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to, yeah, you ease into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and more broadly speaking, how are you guys finding just being a parent? Is it... Is it what you joy so far or frustration? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You seem to have, like, 
really taken to it. Yeah, Crystal. I know. I sometimes I watch you, Scarlett. I'm just like, oh, you just you're really good at it. I know. You're a I lovely mum. Thank you. That's yeah. I, I I said to you before, like um, yesterday, I caught up with my friend Sheena, who is pregnant with her second child now, and Sheena has been always that old soul in our group of girls, mm. and. Due to her um, her profession of um, Chinese medicine, she can be quite um, clinical with her questions sometimes. Mm. So yesterday she was like, "Oh, to me, you know, how's your body changed? How are you mentally? And you know, what do you love about being a parent? And what you know, what have you noticed? And pros and cons." And I was just like, "Wow, this is very you know typical Sheena kind of <laughs> questions." But yeah, um, I I love it. And I, you know, I've definitely had times when I've just gone, oh my God, like what the hell, calm the hell down, you Mm. know, to Scarlet. But like, that's all been like a mental thing. But, you know, I've always stepped back and gone, her brain's not developed. She doesn't understand. This is her way of communicating to me. So why would I get angry at her when, you know, she just doesn't get it? You know, I'm here to help her. I'm her world, or Tom and I are her world. So, you know, until the time comes, like, I don't see any point in, like, you know, going to her, shut up. Like, you know, I've heard it a couple of times, and I spoke to Tom about this, and he's okay, but, you know, he would be trying to put her to bed, and I would hear him go to her, shut up. And I was like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, you can take it out later, but I don't feel like you can take it out in the moment. her in her arms and go shut up mm. you know because she doesn't understand and she's she's trying her best to get through this moment and you're there to help her get through this so mm. yeah but i love it i yeah it's hard and i i said this to sheena thank god for social media because social media for me has been a really good guidance on helping me to teach her how to develop as well. Like, you know, finding the right pediatrician on social media and doing my research and, you know, talking to you about the Weeks app and, and you know, the, the um, allergen, you know, dietary. Like, if it wasn't for that with us, I think a lot of it would be a lot harder. Mm. So much harder. Yeah, it's nice to have connection to other people. Yeah. And- get all the filtering in of yeah, all the advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. How about you, Ree? Um, I like the research part. Like I've spent God knows how long researching <laughs> different stuff on yeah, Google or yeah, hunting down the right thing on mm. a social media account um, that's verified as, you know, mm. this person is actually a physical therapist <laughs> and you know, yeah. dietitian and whatever. So that's been really beneficial. Um, I don't know. I think going back to the first question, like I I never really knew if I wanted kids. I never really knew if I wanted to be a mum. My grandma's lack of maternal being always has bothered me that she's had dad and then they never had the best relationship necessarily. Mm. So I've always been, I'm quite similar to her in a lot of ways. So that's always sort of clung in the back of my mind. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, it sounds I don't love it. I don't, there are times when I do hate it. Um, and I've had some very big up and downs about the whole thing um, to the point of just wanting to leave the house and never come back. Um, it's hard and sleep mm. deprived and yeah, it's 
been interesting. I think we've come to, I've come to a good, happy place about it all um, and sort of got to a point where, like, I know Angus needs both of us for everything um, and we're here to help him, as you said, with Scarlett. We're all here to help them develop to be the best that they can be and um, it's about reading the cues and the signs and mm. stuff. So because there's that sort of nerdy research component, I can kind of get through that well. Mm. But, yeah, it's not... I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect I'd find it this difficult. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. Did you... So there's that sort of stereotype. Well, I, I feel like particularly a lot of older women said to me when I was pregnant, like, just the moment of love that you'll have when they're put into your arms. Did you guys feel like you loved them straight away or did it take time? You know how they sort of smell... Like, they go, like, you're addicted to the baby's smell and... I just don't think Angus has that newborn yeah. smell. But apparently you don't smell your own child. Okay. No, I, people's I hated Scarlett's smell for the first... I don't know, maybe it was a week or longer. I just mm. kept thinking that she smelled like alcohol. Please bring her in. Please bring her in. <laughs> um, I didn't have that moment. Yeah, my sister said that when Reggie was born, she was just like, it was everything for her. Whereas... Mm. I didn't have that at all. Yeah. Um, I think that's just me as a person. Mm, yeah. um, I've grown to love him, obviously, and I would never wish any harm to him or anything, mm. um, and I'd never give him back. Um, yeah, it wasn't instantaneous for me, but mm. I think that comes with, yeah, what I, for me, was a hard labour and a bit traumatic, and like I feel mm. like it's a product of the whole experience. Like, I had an easy pregnancy. I wasn't ill. Mm. Nothing went wrong. Well, nothing really went wrong. The labour was relatively easy compared to a lot of other people, but I didn't enjoy any of it. So I mm. think it's all wound up into being a product of that. I don't mm. know if that makes sense. No. That makes really good yeah. sense, actually. Um, you sort of got to process all of that stuff yeah, like, before you're ready we just were to... pregnant out of the blue. Mm. There was like, what do we do now? Then we obviously went forward and made our decision. Um, we did what we could. It was pretty easy. I didn't... The whole prospect of giving up work bothered me from day one mm. um, and still bothers me. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, I was probably a lot of push and pull against the whole, both ways. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, it all just embroiled into yeah. one thing and then probably led to, yeah, a bit of a mental down decline mm. afterwards as well. So, mm. yeah, yeah but we've got there. Definitely took me a while. I remember asking Judd, I don't know how long in we were, at least a few weeks. I was like, do you love her? And he was like, no. And I was like, I don't like <laughs> Like we you obviously really care about them, but it is, it, there's so much to process and you're just trying to like get through the days it's initially. It's survival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it just, I'm sure some people just love their babies from the first moment, but I think for me it's been something that's grown with time and yeah. I, I love her so much now. I told her I loved her like after like, a month or something we were having a nice little cuddle I was like I love you we had a little moment <laughs> but just, yeah we, we've grown into that relationship and yeah that's been really nice I think mm. in some ways it's better than just having this instant love for mm. a thing just to slowly grow into our relationship with time yeah which is like every other thing in the world you meet it and you call mm -hmm. them or who or whatever it is mm. cat or human yep and you grow, you grow together and you mm. form that bond and then that deepening love. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, I think Angus and I have been on that journey. 
yep. not this instantaneous delivery. Like, oh wow, here's my yeah. heart, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I, it's it's tricky. Yeah, mm. I always remember. I don't know how old I was. It was an episode of Country Practice. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> and um, there was a mum who was a new time mum, and she was having a hard time because the baby would not stop crying in the episode, and it was bringing attention to postpartum depression that, you know, back then in the 80s. Wow, that's huge. I know, mm. right? And it was on, yeah, TV and I was just like, wow. Prime time, Australia. 7.30. Yeah. Channel 7. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and it stuck in my head so much, that episode of watching this mother go through it and then also then having the support of another female come in, I guess, at the right time to see the signs of this mother struggling mm. and, you know, be, being there in my face, just sitting there going, wow. And I, it stuck to me. Like it, every time I would have a time with Scarlett and she would for no reason be upset and I would, that image would just always pop on my head. I'm like, okay, assess this, step back, figure out what's happening. And, you know, yeah, it's just an image I cannot – get out of my head mm. so I think I actually am grateful for that experience of watching a tv episode and that being burnt into my memory yeah because it's helped me so much yeah it's weird but yeah it's worked mm. <laughs> and um what kind of like if you had to give a couple of bits of advice to people who were starting the very beginning of this kind of parenting mm. journey do you have any things that you'd want to um tell them i think you've just got to throw expectation out the window mm-hmm. um i think be like be researched be informed listen to other people's advice mm-hmm. but that advice is all coming from someone's own experience and each person and each child is unique so mm. i think take it on board mm but don't necessarily think you have to implement that. Um, And even reflecting on our three conversations all the time, like if one of us asks for advice, whoever chirps in is like, they're only giving the perspective of what they have found successful. And it's not Mm -hmm. like we have three very different kids. We're three very different people, three very different couples. So we're all going to parent differently. And even Mm -hmm. if we had identical children, we would Mm -hmm. still all parent differently. So I think, yeah, being... Throw expectation out the window, but be informed. And you just got to roll with the punches in a way. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think having you guys around, like both six of us, but and just us three as well, mm. I think it's been brilliant, oh. particularly given I didn't get a mother's group till like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> with, um, with your almost oh, six-month-old. Yeah. yeah. So having yeah. you guys has been great. And even though there's, you know, three weeks is nothing, but at that First four weeks, three weeks is enormously different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but having you guys around has been a blessing just mm. to basically go like, what the actual fuck's going mm. on? Or like, has anyone tried this? This is awesome. Like, yeah. we've, I think we've gone to both spectrums of what the three of us have been through from talking about, you know, take the epidural crystal, mm-hmm. take the epidural Nina yep. to like, oh, this sleeping bag's great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like all the little things to share. So I think... Yep. Have people Gosh. going through something in a similar time is really handy mm-hmm. or even within 12 to 18 months. Mm. And then, yeah, just be informed and throw expectations out the window. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. I think for me would be just be aware that your body is so different and 
pay attention to your body more mm. than you realize, like pre or post. Both, I think. Um, whether it's a healthy birth or not, um, yeah, I just think take a lot more care of everything. Like I was stubborn at the start, especially getting home and my physio would be making me measure how much pee I was doing, you know. Mm. And for me, I was always, you know, a person that could just hold on, you know, due to my job. I would, you know, have to wait sometimes four or five hours before I could pee. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, like, keeping that in my mind still after childbirth and having them every day call me and go, why are you, why are you waiting so long to pee? Or why are you drinking so much? You don't need to drink that much, you know. Mm. And just being like, oh, whatever, this is my body. Like, I know it. We're not taking on that advice and remembering that, yeah, just look after yourself so much. That's very important. Yeah. yeah. Like, we haven't discussed this or mentioned this, but I'm Scarlet's formula fed and, you know, beat myself up about it. And now don't care don't care as much as I tried and kept taking all the medication even against the GP's advice of staying on it I still stuck to it mm. um, but I was uh, pumping and blood was coming out mm. you know but I was still going no I'm still going to keep doing this you know and healthy just, baby is best yeah not is best. absolutely yeah. you know like it didn't matter that I had split a nipple I didn't care I was just like all right we'll just do it on the other one and yeah, yeah. and Tom would see me like at home you know sitting on the couch and having to I don't, I don't know I think we were into the third month of me you know of, of Scarlett being born and I was still using a syringe to, to collect milk because that's all I could get, you know. And he was just like, you've been sitting there for over two hours. Just torturing and yourself. Yeah, really. he's like, you've yeah. only got 20 mil, you know. And I'd be like, yeah, 20 mil, you know. So I think, yeah, for me, I'd be I like, you saw my look. Freezer. Sorry? Oh, I, I know. saw my freezer collection. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I watched, um, uh, what's that Instagram page? The Tiny Hearts one, is yeah. that what it's called? And she did a post yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, and I was so glad that Instagram didn't take it down, of um, the letdown. And it was just a woman breastfeeding on one side and she had her camera and the nipple was just spraying out milk. And I was like, good on her. Like, well, like I was so happy that for her. Like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't care. I was just happy that you, for you guys you could do that, you know, like – it was something that I wanted to beat myself up on and I did, but then I got over it because I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't be angry at other people just because, you know, they've managed to get through it. I'm, there's lots of women who haven't been able to do it, you know, but well, I gave most, it a go. Most women really. Yeah. By, like, yeah. yeah. I gave it a go. Life. I did my time and I realized how exhausting it probably was. So mm. yeah, I just say to any parent out there, look after your body. Yeah. Please look after your body. That's great advice. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. I've had a lot of time now to think of an answer, <laughs> but I don't think I have one yet. I think, like, similar to you, Rhea, I think just being um, aware that you've got to be really flexible and throw whatever sort of expectations or preconceived ideas you have sort of – it's it's great to do some research and have 
some knowledge about what might happen, but the experience of being a parent is so overwhelming and so much different to anything you could ever imagine before you've had a child that yeah. I think you've just got to be ready for your life to be completely different. Mm. Yeah, that's what got me to the right headspace eventually. It's like, right, I loved my life previously and I will eventually get some version of that back. Mm. It won't be identical because it can't be identical anymore. Mm. Yeah. Um, but this is life now, so find – you've got to make something work. Find your happiness Find in this happiness. Space. Yeah. You know, and that was, that was also Danny and I sitting down and going, right, so at the moment – I feel really trapped and that's how I felt and I feel like Angus was a little bit of a sentence essentially. Mm. Um, I couldn't really go anywhere because obviously being breastfed, I mean, yes, he takes a bottle but the preference was where possible just because I didn't want to have exploding boobs mm. <laughs> by missing a feed. <laughs> um, the preference was obviously to feed him but that windows of opportunity to then do anything are so tiny. Mm. So, yeah, we sort of tried to come up with a bit of a plan and, you know, there were points where I'd be sitting at home feeding or pumping or whatever, and Danny would go out riding for many hours and I'd just sit there bawling my eyes out. Out of jealousy yeah. mm. more than anything else. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we finally – and part of it was me being stubborn, like, no, it'll be fine when it wasn't fine. But, yeah, mm. just finding, you know, you have flexibility, you go do what you need to do, but I then need that returned in some capacity back to me. So, yep. um, and, you know, originally it was Monday and Friday, so I'd have – two hours to go cycling outside and Danny would be home working, but obviously watching Angus while he slept. Mm. And that kind of worked, but, you know, then it rains and whatever. Whereas now I've got the bike set up on the trainer in the garage. I can go and cycle any two-hour block of the day where Angus is asleep. Mm. Or more recently, since we've started solids, I'll sort of get Angus up, feed him and play, and then Danny's like, before I can sit down with the spoon and I'm still the microwave, Danny's ready to accept the food and take over. So... Yeah, yeah. I have, I choose not to go riding then because I like to sort of watch and enjoy the moment and, you know, I can do a few other bits and pieces around the house. Mm. But it's lengthened that opportunity to do stuff now Mm -hmm. if I choose to take it. Um, So that's been, yeah, I guess, I guess by starting solids, the other half is more able to participate in more as well. So, um, yeah, it does feel like a bit of a transition out of that early feeling of being like Mm. trapped. You're like, I can't physically get away from you for Mm. more than like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's been tacking on the, yeah, looking after yourself part mm. is don't lose part of yourself yeah. and still try and do things that make you happy, like find a way to make it yeah. to make it happen, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Judd said that to me one time I came over here and I think it was just you and I were hanging out and he was just like, oh, you know, how are you going? Like Tom's always at work Monday to Friday. It's just you doing everything. And I was like, it's a difference though. I am not physically exhausted because I'm not, you know, having a baby latch on to me. Like, I'm not getting the neck pains and the back pains anymore. And I, you know, was just like, you got to remember, like, it's a lot easier. And I will say it's 100% a lot easier to bottle feed. It really is. So I will always, you know, respect, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but, like, the physical, like, things that you two are going through, like I applaud you both because I just think that, yeah, you guys, like you said, it's more on the back of your mind that you've got that short window to yourselves and that a baby is a lot more attached to you where from, you know, early on Scarlett could be fed. I could just go, hey, you're meeting Scarlett for the first time. You're feeding her. Like every time Scarlett's met a new person, that person has fed her. 
Mm. Mm. And I've just better. yeah, I've just been able to do it, and and I'm still present. But I'm, yeah, physically and mentally, yeah, that's how I think I've been able to do it quite easily. Mm. Yeah, so, and Tom, yeah, he loves feeding her as well, so. Yeah, that's a really, I feel like that's a really Mm. big positive of bottle Mm. feeding is that your partner gets to, like, enjoy that aspect of looking after the child from, like, an earlier Mm. age. Yeah, Mm. I remember dad, mum and dad saying, so mum breastfed at the start, but then... Yeah, it just wasn't quite working out. So I was formula fed very early on. And, yeah, I remember mum and dad saying, both saying that, um, yeah, dad was wrapped when I was bottle fed. <laughs> um, because, yeah, he could get up in the middle of the night on the weekend and give mum a rest and mm. he would feed me. And, yeah, so he had that ability for him to get more involved. He was thrilled about mm. so, yeah. And mm. then Alana was purely breastfed, I think, so he didn't get quite the same experience. But yeah. Um, I guess he could hang out with me because I'm yeah, there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think there's huge That's benefits nice. either way. Mm. Yeah. So. And mm. at the end of the day, like everyone's just got to be happy. That's the if, most important part of it. Yeah. So, if your child yeah. is growing healthily, then mm. who cares how it happens mm. as long as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah like I coming here was like, right, I need to be home for three o'clock. But Angus takes a bottle. That's mm. why I just texted Danny. I'm like, just feed him. I don't really know how much he would take, to be fair. Yep. Just work yeah. it out. You'll, you'll yeah, find yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a freezer full of it. <laughs> no, I haven't pumped for months and months. Oh, really? There's nothing there. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'll pump when I go into the office when yep. we go back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just to keep supply there. Mm. But, no. Yeah. There's this woman that I follow on social media and she's got three kids and the youngest two are twins and she is able to pump so much that she gives her milk away to two different mums. That's no, I've read about milk banks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I'm I just was like, getting ads wow. on Facebook for Me milk too. banks early in the when yeah, Kira I was quite young. Liked or read something mm. about expressing and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. Like well, I like so the good. idea. I'm not quite sure I've got that much to give, but mm, I've yeah. never did. But yeah, yeah. Did you find it disappointing? Because you know the fluid in the umbilical cord, how it's supposed to be like the bee's knees, and it's great for. Um, uh, babies in the wards that are very sick. Oh, I can't remember. Like the cord you wanted to do Yeah, it. yeah, because mm. I, I thought you could do it, but I, when I to- spoke to them at the Royal Women's, they're like, no, 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 we don't do that here. I think it's certain hospitals. A, I think it's certain hospitals. Mm. B, I don't know. Isn't the point of, like, cord mm. banking is so yeah. you've got it for your child mm. in the future. Wouldn't yeah. it be similar to, like, there'd be blood work issues mm. obviously I assume blood yeah. type issues I don't know yeah I think uh, from what I remember reading but everything was, in yeah. that placenta and umbilical cord is meant to be awesome obviously. yeah yeah right mm-hmm. but yeah I think I remember and I was just so upset that yeah I couldn't donate it donate that and just help out yeah, yeah. if we could donate it to science yeah maybe probably. but yeah science will take anything science has <laughs> science has gotten seven of my eggs so they can have that ah, okay. <laughs> um so my final question, have you thought about, would you ever go back for seconds? Yeah, absolutely. No way. <laughs> shake yeah. from me? No, no way. Yeah. yeah. I'm already tracking my flow. Yeah. Oh, you're really on to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, yep. a, have a break. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be 41 this year and I know age isn't everything, but yeah, no, I already want one. Yeah. Like, that's oh, when that's I message exciting. you ladies about when... 
if any of you had gotten your period yet, cause just because you're you know, thinking about it from that perspective. Yeah, because I still hadn't gotten mine, and you see, I you was know, like, done you know, my research. Nice for it not to be there for as long yeah. as possible. But. Well, that too, but also the fact that yeah, because I wasn't breastfeeding, mm. all signs were saying that I should have received my period a lot earlier. Mm. Um, but also, I was like, oh, is this like an early um, menopause? menopause? You know, yeah. Because um, my mum, you know, she got hers quite early, and I wasn't. I hadn't researched whether or not it was like a hereditary thing. But um, yeah, I was like, ooh. And I had that one pregnancy test left, and I was like, hold off, just hold <laughs> off, just wait longer. And then of course I got my period. So like yeah. after having the chat with you guys, but yeah, no, nah, I already. Yeah, I feel I like it was normal mean. for you not to get it straight away because mm. you were trying, so you were still producing whatever hormone mm. in trying. Yeah, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah, just but the as whole. I said, Alana took a couple of months before hers kicked in. Yeah, so. I think mm. it was just like. You know how everyone says, oh, you know, once you do IVF, you can, you know, you get pregnant the second time straight away. And I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. But, yeah, we'll see. But I'm glad that, yeah, speaking to Sheena, who's doing IVF through her clinic, um, she has said to me that I don't have to go back to my original IVF doctor. So even though I've got one egg still fertilised, frozen, it's good that I don't have to go back to. Oh, like you could take that to a different clinic. Oh, yep. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's like, I've got amazing Because your doctor chicken. sounded like such a jerk, that guy that you have. Yeah, and just no people skills, none, yeah. none whatsoever, which, yeah, was so hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think more because Tom being such an emotional person, I could see how it affected him more than it affected me. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite happy. But, yeah, mm. bring it on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And mm. you and Jed? Mm. Um, I think so. I remember one of my best friends um, told me that she was pregnant with her second when we were maybe like four or five weeks in with Kira and it, I physically felt sick just hearing her news. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, how could you ever come back and do this again? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just those early weeks. Ugh. Um, but I think <laughs> – <laughs> don't know what you mean. Yeah. Um, hey, guys. Yeah, I think of Chris Michelle, though. Yeah, exactly. They've mm. come back, what, five, four, five four, years later, yeah. four years later. Mm. Um, I think so. Mo- mostly f- sort of for her to have a sibling. Like I, I, I sometimes feel sad that I only have my brother. Not that I love him very much, but sometimes I look at bigger families when they all get together and I think that's a really nice thing to have mm. a bigger – like yeah. just to have family around you. So mm. I think um, – it would be nice for her to have a sibling if we can get our heads around doing it again in yeah. a while. I and also nice for us. Like I feel like some aspects of parenting are probably easier in like three or four years if they've got a playmate at home. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just not sure I'm willing to or willing or want to go through it all. Again. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, my dad was an only child and I think, yeah, there'd definitely be some really lonely elements as part of it. And that's, he's a very different only child just by generation compared to other only children I know that are either our age or like under 10 at the moment. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if we just have Angus, not just, if we have Angus only, Mm. um, yeah, his experience as an only child will be very different to dad's. Mm. Um, But it's probably like, it's not, I think it's it's really hard. More Mm. like 
lonely is the wrong word. No, no, I yeah. think it's like because probably if you're an only child, your relationship with your parents is like a lot stronger and deeper yeah. and different mm. than if you've got siblings and you spend more time with them. Or, yeah. yeah. I think there's there's pros and cons to everything, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think it would be nice for him to have a sibling. Mm. I'm just not sure that's for us. Yeah. yeah. And going back to what we originally were saying, the advantages of all three of us having children so At close the same together. Time. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's kind of got we two are sisters. And sisters. Yeah. Yeah. And Reggie's cousin is 11 months older, so ideally they grow up really inseparable yeah. and yeah. are almost like brothers. Yeah. So yeah. that would I be mean, my hope. I've, I've already imagined it in my head that, like, you know, if Scarlett's heart gets broken by a guy or a girl, that, you know, Angus and Kira are going to be there to, you know... Console her. Console her <laughs> and someone's going to go beat up the, the partner. Or what if it's partner. Angus that broke her heart? Yeah. Oh, oh my no, God. I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to have their first kiss? Like, oh. No, we might have to have some rules. Cute. No dating yeah. in the trust. No dating yeah, in the circle. Yeah, they have to all stay friends. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait till they're all just slightly older and can play together. And yeah. We can go on, like, go camping and stuff. And yeah. Then yeah. Keep yeah. Each other sort of company. like 18 months to... Well, any stage above that would mm. be really fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Up to 12, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll have a, a fourth one to add soon with Chris and Michelle. Yeah. How exciting. I, I was so chuffed when I heard that. Yeah. That I was like, yay, another boy. Yeah. Another boy, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should just two pairs and then. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be buying the alcohol when they're 15. Oh, I know. And then the other four can be inseparable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ali will be the ringleader. Yeah. I know. Oh my gosh. Just the just the people in their lives as well. That's going to be like their little, you know, inspirations. Like their our friends or their aunties and uncles and stuff like that. Or yeah, I think about that. Like my friend Ibu. Like I already like joked around. I said, "Oh, you're going to be Scarlett's godfather." You know, like you're going to be the one to like. Know, watch over her and take her out. And he's just like, why? And I went, because you've got like, you know, this single life and, you know, you've got this lovely house in Windsor and, you know, you can take her out more than I can. And he's just like, I don't want to be seen with a baby. And I went, mm, you might, you wait. <laughs> it might be a new way of picking up men. Oh, like the dog in the park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a long way off that, yeah, though. Yeah. Oh, I imagine what we're all going to be like in 15 years or something. Oh. I can't. I yep. just can't. My head can't even like process what it's going to be like mm. having a five-year-old little learner. No, one, one day at a time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Huh. Well, shall we 